All right, and good evening, and welcome back to the Dunnigan Mott Music and Movie Podcast Reboot. I'm Devin Dunnigan, and with me, as always, is Mr. Stephen Mott. How you doing, Stephen? Great, Brother Z. All right, Elwood. Well, um, <laughs> today we're going to be doing the album 5150 by Van Halen, released in 1986, and um, produced by Mick Jones of Foreigner, Don Landy, who had been involved with the band prior to this album. I think he was an engineer on all of the past albums. And Van Halen itself, it was recorded at 5150 Studios. And um, it was actually released on March 24th, 1986. It was recorded from November 1985 through February of 86. And um, yeah, this particular album, this was my pick. I enjoyed last week's episode where we were kind of opposed on the album itself. And um, Merle Haggard Chicago Wind album. And um, I decided to do something maybe we both kind of disliked. And um from what I understand, I think I'm kind of right on this. And, um, I mean, with my history of Van Halen, I mean, I, I, the FM hits is what really got me into Well, the FM, FM hits, I, I've always kind of knew. And then the Rocky Metal Combat podcast got me into Van Halen. But um, this particular album, I heard my dad had a cassette of it. I, he, I think it was a DJ back in the day, so he had he had like the top forty stuff. And um, I eventually asked him why he had the album. He said, "I don't even remember now because he doesn't really even like this era of the band." But um, I mean, I listened to it. I like three songs off of it, but the rest, I said, is I, I just said is not very good. I've heard this album several times since, but, um, I mean, logically, this is the next, this is kind of the logical progression from 1984. I mean, 1984 kind of brought keyboards in and stuff like that, and this album was a direct progression from that. But to me, Eat em a Smile is the much better, the much better album, and, um, more Van Halen-like album than this. And I actually did a review with the guys from the Freeform Rock podcast on my other podcast, the Danger Zone podcast. And I want to thank them guys for coming on there and doing that. But um, this album, I mean, if I if you, already, if you don't already know, I really kind of don't like this album. Um, I said in the previous episode that I said I didn't like it at first, and I said, well, I kind of like it. I said I kind of liked it because I wanted to be optimistic. I didn't know how my opinion, opinions were going to be going into this particular episode, um, but I really don't like it. But um, what about you, Stephen? I mean, I've been rambling on here for a little bit now, but um, what's your, what were your um, kind of introduction to Van Halen and stuff like that? How did you come to find out the band and your um, initial thoughts on this album well to tell you the truth uh i'd never even heard of this album before you suggested that we review it so uh and the only time i'd ever heard anything by van halen is on the radio like you kind of mentioned before uh you know about three of them off of this album that was real big they're still playing those on the classic rock radio now like Love Walks In and uh, Why Can't This Be Love and Dreams, those three, they play still now. 
And uh, I knew those. And uh, like you said, a couple of other ones, uh, Running with the Devil, that one I knew of. But other than that, I hadn't really got into any other Van Halen besides this or this really before. This is on, I only listened to this one second, uh, twice before uh, we we went into this review. So this was, this is kind of me and Devin's point of view from it, from not listening to it that much. He's heard it some before. But uh, this is only my second time opinion on it. So this is going to be very interesting for sure. <laughs> Definitely. And, um, I mean, Sammy Hagar, I mean, I've, t- I've talked about it on the episode. It hasn't been released yet, but it'll be released before this this particular episode comes out. Probably before the Merle Haggard Chicago Wind episode comes out. But I talked in depth about me thinking Sammy Hagar was not a – very good lyricist. I'll get into that a lot more in this album. I, I think he is a weak lyricist. But, um, I mean, my, the, I said in that particular episode that I like the first Montrose album. I really do. I think the first Montrose album is pretty good. I actually listened to that the other night. I revisited it. And um, I liked it. I revisited it. If I can't, man, I can't speak at all. But, um, I, I like that album still. I think that album holds up pretty good. I mean, that was kind of America's answer to Led Zeppelin. And, um, I mean, putting that on a scale with Led Zeppelin, I mean, Led Zeppelin wins, obviously. But, I mean, there was actually, prior to um, getting with Sammy Hagar, um, Eddie Van Halen uh, and Alex Van Halen were actually um, – considering having a series of temporary singers to replace David Lee Roth, who had left in 85. And um, that included Patty Smythe, Eric Martin, who would later go on to be in Mr. Big, and Jimmy Barnes. And um, if I'm not bad wrong, I also, heard, I also heard that Phil Collins was in there somewhere, if I'm not bad wrong. But, um, I mean... Actually, from what I understand, Warner Brothers Records wanted them to discontinue the Van Halen name. They didn't want them to use the Van Halen name for this album. And, um, I mean, of course, Eddie and Alex Van Halen refused. And then the fans basically coined the term Van Hagar, either encouraging the band or discouraging it. But, um, I mean... They, like I said, they went to work on this album in November of 85 and uh, finished in February. It was released in March. And um, like I said, kind of the logical progression from 84. But to me, Edom and Smile is the, that's that's the follow-up to 84. And then A Different Kind of Truth is kind of that great kind of in of right now i mean that's the conclusion of the discography but i mean that if that is the last album i mean what a way to go out on that's a great album but um that's all i have to say pretty much and um yeah i guess we can go ahead and get into the album i've got a plethora of notes taken for this particular album and um Let's get into the first track on the album. I think I've covered everything as far as the backstory goes. If I haven't, I'll I'll talk about it throughout the review. But um, the first track on the album, Good Enough, um, a blatant attempt to be a Diamond Dave era type song. Um, 
I like this song. I mean, the opening "Hello, Baby." It's obviously it's a homage to the Big Bopper Chantilly Lace. Um, fun. I like this song. I think it's a fun song. Um, overall, this was um, uh, it's one of the better songs on the album, and um, one of the one of the three songs I actually liked the first time I heard this album. Um, the lyrics seem to deal with food, but I kind of get the feeling that it's a bit of a double entendre. Um, the bridge before the solo is pretty cool, and the solo, the, the solo's good, and it picks the song up to me, in, in my opinion. Cool breakdown, and um, yeah, that's um, pretty much all I have for this particular track. I think it's one of the better tracks on the album, as I said. And um, I like it. I think it's a good song. But um, now to you, Stephen. What do you think of Good Enough? <clears throat> well, I would say this was overall a terrible song, in my opinion. Um, and really, I think, I would just like to say, first of all, that overall, the, I, I didn't mind the production of this whole album. It was actually pretty decent. The, the Really, the whole problem with me is, since you know what other things which i'll get into later including songwriting itself but anyway so this song in particular um really it wasn't great to start with and then on top of that the lead guitar um you know it really wasn't that good to me there were too many dive bombs which really i can relate that to all the albums there's really i don't like I don't like dive bombs all the way to begin with. I don't really think it fits well with this band either. Um, and I really, I just, I don't like the song overall, to tell you the truth. And that's kind of the whole, really kind of mantra of the whole album, besides the three, uh, the three main ones that uh, we're going to get into later. And really, in my opinion, not to go too much into the rest, but I'll just say this, that, this whole overall thing, it seems to me like that they had about three songs or maybe two, three songs written. And like they, they didn't know, they didn't have any more material. So they just said, well, you know, maybe we'll just make it, uh, uh, this concept album and, you know, try to make it more heavy metal, try to emulate, you know, the other albums like, like you said earlier. And, uh, it was it was kind of I think that's why it didn't come out as well as it as it could have um, even halfway as good as it could have because they I think they relied too much this song in particular to me it, it kind of shows that they relied too much on uh, you know trying to be a certain way or genre so uh, I guess I guess that's uh, for that one brother what I've got all right and um. Go, I mean, going to the production real quick. I mean, <clears throat> the first time listening to this before um, reviewing this, I had a problem with the production this last time listening to it. I didn't have the biggest problem. I thought the production was okay. Um, I, the biggest problem I had at first was with the drums. That didn't bother me the second time around listening to it beforehand because I listened to it twice, as you had said. And, um, I mean, the second time I went into this, and I actually thought I was really going to like it. But, um, I mean, after about the third song, I was like, okay, never mind. That's not going to be the case. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't mind the production. I think the production's okay on this album. I think it's pretty good. And um, I'll, I guess I'll say I like the production in this album for whatever, for whatever reason. And um, 
I mean, I'll say it right now. I mean, this era of the band and the Diamond Dave era of the band, that's they're two totally different monsters. They're two totally different beasts. And I mean, to me, I mean, I call this, this is Van Hagar to me. I mean, it's Van Halen and Van Hagar. It's, it's two totally different eras, two totally different bands, which happen to have similar members. But, um, yeah, um, good enough. Like I said, I kind of like it. Um, and then we go into the next track. Why can't this be love? Um, another one of those songs that um, I liked on the very first time I heard the, heard this and uh, heard this album. And um, I think it's a good a good song, good pop rock song. Very very keyboard heavy, and the solo is by Sammy Hagar and um just good it's a good song good vocals and he and Hagar solo is okay it's nothing mind blowing but um this is like one of the few songs that um Hagar actually performs guitar on during his whole tenure in the band but um yeah i mean I mean, it, this is a pretty good song, and um, I, I meant to say a minute ago, talking about the um, previous couple of times I listened to this album, the first time around, I hated this whole album, and the second time, of course, now I listened to it, I was more relaxed for one thing, listening to it, so um, I kind of, I was able to kind of nitpick a lot better the second time around than the first time around, because I got really kind of mad the first time listening to it again, but it had been the first time in a while since I'd heard it, but um. Yeah, that's my opinion on why can't this be love. Um, what about you, Stephen? Well, I think this is a tremendous song to uh, start with. But then again, on this album, it doesn't fit. Um, going back to what I said before, you know, it kind of seemed like they had some good songs and they just had didn't have any more good material. Um, and really, they just didn't have they just had to have something to stick it on. So they just they just stuck it onto this, um, and really it shouldn't have been on this album to tell you the truth. But I'm kind of interested to to know the the amount. I mean, I've seen the, I looked at the YouTube uh, description on all of these, and it looks like the same people wrote all of these songs. The combination of Alex Van Halen, Eddie, and um, you know the two others. I can't really remember to tell you the truth, but. Uh, I guess I guess they they wrote this whole album uh, about the same time period, but to me, it sounds like they probably wrote the the three main the best ones to me. This one, dreams and uh, love comes walking in or whatever. Love walks in. Seems like they probably wrote those first because they all have a similar sound to them, and uh, to me, they should have stuck. They should have stuck with that concept. Uh, and and this would have been an actually really decent album if they would have stuck to that a little bit more of a, of a popish sort of sound concept. I, I I guess I could describe it as that's the only thing I can think of really. More more of a not softer kind of a softer sound, but more of a like soft rock sort of feel. That's the only thing I can think of to, to describe it. And anyway, I, I've always liked this song pretty well. Um, I guess that's about all I can say for it instruments and all i love it okay okay and yeah this is the second one out of um well i'm not going to say how many i like on this album, but this is the second one i like on this album and um yeah 
Um, that's pretty much all I have, I believe, for this particular song. And um, let me see real quick w what um, what um, what single that was released. What what singles were released from this album? Is what I meant to say. Um, this was the final single to be released off the album. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and it went number three on the Billboard 100. So um, then we move to the next track on the album, Get Up, Get Up, Get Off, Get Up. <laughs> um, the third track on the album, Get Up. Um, a good beginning riff, but after that it goes downhill. Um, I don't like it that much. Um, pretty stupid song. The chorus is stupid. Um, there's some swearing in the songs that I think is just there just to be edgy. I don't even really understand the lyrics at all. I can't understand what he's saying. And um, the solo is pretty good, though. I do like the solo, but overall, a kind of train wreck of a song. And this whole album to me feels rushed, rushed and disjointed. And um, I mean, this is no ex no exception to that, what I just said. And I mean, pretty terrible train wreck of a song. And that's all I have to say about this particular track. Now to you, Stephen, what's your thoughts on this? Um, about Get Up, um, I think the, the riff is terrible. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just, that's just really, really what I think. Um, but, and besides that, um, and lit, well, the riff to me sounds literally out of tune. Like it's not even in the right key. And it's, it sounds to me like slide. And really, I mean, that's not really a good concept to use with this genre, in my opinion. It doesn't ever come out really sounding that good. To so use slide with hard rock or whatever you want to call this. And furthermore, uh, like he said, you know, I don't have a clue what what it's talking about. Um, really, well, that's a lot of these songs I, I don't, but this is particularly one I don't. And um, it sounds like a poor attempt to go heavy metal that failed miserably. Um, that's what I have written down here, and uh, that's pretty much all that I have to, to say that I can that I can think of about it. I mean, I, I just I just couldn't get into it really at all. There's not much melodically going on, not many changes. It's just kind of straightforward all the way through. Um and it pretty much sucked. So um what about you, brother? Um well like I said I kind of um I, I mean it, it's a pretty bad song it's a train wreck disjointed lyrics i mean like i said they're swearing throughout well there's like there's like only one swear word in the whole song but i think it's there just to kind of be edgy but um that's all i have to say about this particular track and um is that all you have to say steve oh uh, i guess it is uh brother z all righty well, um, then we go to the next track on the album, Dreams, another one of the singles on this album. Let me go ahead and say what singles. The first single was Best of Both Worlds, which went number 12 on the mainstream rock charts, Billboard mainstream rock charts. Did it really? Yeah. It I can't believe number, that. <laughs> it went number 12, and then 
Dreams went number six on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Charts, and that was the second that. Billboard Hot 100, it went 22. Love Walks In went Mainstream Rock Charts, number four, Billboard Hot 100, 22. Summer Nights went number 33 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Charts, and Why Can't This Be Love went number one on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Charts. And number three on Billboard Hot 100. So this was the second single off the album. Dreams, um, the beginning, I, when I hear it, I cringe. It's trying to be jump all over again. I don't like this song. The chorus is not that bad. I can, I can, I can go with the chorus. But um, some good vocals, though. I think there's some good vocals by Hagar. But um, verses are crap. Dated pop rock. Um, just the break the breakdown and solo is awesome i love the solo and the breakdown on here the ending is pretty cool um a little bit too long in my opinion and kind of tries to be this epic song and it really it's really not and um yeah um i think that's all that's just about all i have and then also it reappeared in the 90s for the the mighty Morphin power rangers movie that's where i remember it from i heard it watching that movie when i was young and um, I, I like I said, the good is the ending's pretty cool on it, and and the good the solo at the end. I think the solos all through this track are particularly good. But um, now to you, Stephen, what do you think of this track? Well, first of all, I would like to say that, like I said with the other, the first track that I said is about, um, why can't this be love? It, this is kind of in the same realm as that, in my opinion. It's that song as far as the genre and the way it's structured and such. Um, the intro to me was too long and it didn't fit with it. I don't think it should have even been there. But I think the chorus has a great melody. And, you know, the verses I can deal with, I probably would have done, you know, something different with it. But, uh, you know... And, and overall, I think they should have stuck to this principle, like this song, you know, kind of a kind of a more, I guess, softer rock sort of feel, I guess. Um, the, I, I love the production on this one particularly, too. Um, I don't know. I just I just think that uh, they did a great job for the song. They didn't try to over 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 instrument it wise, I guess I could say, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, they didn't add too many instruments, in other words, but they add, I think they added just just enough. Um, really, really a just um, a, a great overall track. And it just goes back to the thing, like, to me, this don't, this don't really fit. I think they just wanted it out. They had to stick it on something to get it out there, so they just stuck it on this. So, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, great track in my opinion. But uh, okay. back to you, brother. And um, yeah, like I said, um, to me, a dated track overall. I don't really like it. And um, I'm trying to find where this album split on the vinyl. I want to say it split down the middle, but I'm fixing to make sure of that. I'm fixing to see here where it split down the middle. And of course, my phone's got to hit everything but what I'm trying to go to. But um. Yeah, um, the next track on the album is Summer Nights. Um, Summer Nights, 
the begin um a decent riff at the beginning. It's kind of a, a Zeppelin esque riff, but um rest of the song goes down the toilet in my opinion. Stupid lyrics. There's there's rumors that there is a version with Diamond Dave on vocals. I would really like to hear that, and um, just I really don't like it. And um, tries too way too hard to be a party rock song. Hate the breakdown riff in the middle. It tries to be this kind of funky type riff or funky type breakdown. I really don't like it. Solo to it's whatever, and I hate the entrance back into the song at the end after the solo, and the song overall is too freaking long. So that's all I have for this particular track. And now to you, Stephen. Well, um, back to the too long thing. I think the intro's way too long uh, in particular. The song itself, really, in, in length, I mean... It's fine, in my opinion. It's just not really that great when it's going. <laughs> but uh, I think there's a great pro- chord progression after after the you know a- original introduction, um, and I think they should have stuck to that chord progression. It, it sounds it sounds pretty good. Then they just go into something else, so totally different for the verses and the chorus and everything. I mean, they should have stuck to that principle. To, I mean, and that would it would have fit the album a lot better. I mean, they they it, the whole album really it has that feel to it, you know, like like they had a good idea. It's like if they would have, I mean, if they would have stuck to that, not just it's like they tried to go a hundred places at the same time with this entire album, but it just it just it don't work like that. With if you have a song idea. Then just go with that idea, and, not, and don't and don't try to have a hundred different parts for a song, and especially with this song, it's just it has way too many, you know, you know, like just different changes in it, just different feel changes, and you know, the lyrics really don't, like you said, for the whole album, don't make a whole lot of sense. But really, with rock, it doesn't it doesn't matter as much that with other genres, but and this one in particular, I mean, th- my main problem would be the structure. The structure just absolutely sucked, in my opinion. Um, and I don't know who was was to in the, in the songwriting process. And, you know, it usually goes that somebody comes up with the music, somebody comes up with words. Like you said, Sammy Hagar is probably the one coming up with the words for the whole album, um, and that didn't turn out too well. So, but really, I mean, that's just kind of the mantra of the whole album, in my opinion, Uh, just trying to go different places at the same time and too many different places. Um, And that's that's about it for me, brother, for this one. Not a great song. (laughs) Okay. And um, that's the end of side one. So then we get into side two. With best of both worlds, and um, first off, I mean, it's to me, it seems like it's trying too hard to be a Robert a Robert Palmer type song, and I like some Robert Palmer stuff. And oddly enough, when they did do this um, song on tour for the fifty one or well, the fifty one fifty tour, um, it's actually cut out of a, out of the live video they put out in support of this album. But um, 
they actually included part of Robert Palmer's track Addicted to Love in it. Um, I don't like this song. Another another attempt at a party rocker. I'm burnt out on this particular track. Just falls flat. Overall, I just put whatever and with many dots at many periods at the end of it. And um, stupid song. And I did used to like this. This was one of the first tracks, one, one of the three tracks I liked on the first time I heard it. But now, um, not so much. So, um, yes, now to you, Stephen, what do you think of this particular track? Best of both worlds. Uh, you know, really, the concept of the song itself, to me, doesn't, I don't agree with at all. And uh, some things it mentions I don't agree with. And that, that, didn't, that didn't help any. <laughs> but other than that, the, the lead guitar sounds really dumb, to tell you the truth. Not, and it just doesn't, you know, well, I, I'm not going to say the lead guitar doesn't fit. I'm just going to say it wouldn't fit with anything, to tell you the truth, because it sounds just, uh, just too squealy. You know, it's just, it's like it's just trying to for do it for effect. You know, it's not even trying, not even thinking about being in tune or just being any kind of playing with any kind of melody or anything. Um, you know, the song is not good to start with, really, and the guitar doesn't help at all. The lyrics certainly don't help, and when you get them three things together, the song. It's just completely sucks, in my opinion. Um, I'm not trying to be funny. Once again, it's just complete. I mean, it's just my opinion uh, that they they tried to do some things with it, and it's like they had a concept in mind, and they just they put themselves in a box, and it didn't work. Yeah. That's all I can say. It's like stuff that they tried to be like, you know it. They tried. They tried too hard, and they just put themselves in a box too much. I know I said that already, but I just want to put some emphasis on that to not do that because this is what it comes out like. If you just say, "Well, I'm going to do specifically this genre, and it's just going to be this, and it's not going to be anything else, and it's going to it's going to sound like you know," that's why you don't do that. In my opinion, that's probably what the thought process was, and it didn't it didn't turn out well. Yeah. So back to you. <laughs> All right, and I mean, like, I'm, I meant to say it at the beginning of this album review, but this whole album to me is trying to be 51. I mean, 1984 all over again, and I think it fails miserably. But um, yeah, I don't like this song, and the solo to me sucks on this track. I don't like the solo at all. The solo's pretty bad. And then we move to the next track, "Love Walks In." Um, love it great arranged song a grower on me i actually didn't like this one the first time i heard it good vocals good song overall best song on the album by far in my opinion and um written about aliens oddly enough because i, I can't remember if sammy hagar said he was abducted by aliens or what what the what the crap happened but um it's written about aliens but um love it and this is more like it on the album and they to me, a perfect song, good solo, and um, the lyric, Simon speaks as loud as words. What is that supposed to mean? That's kind of a dumb lyric. But um, overall, good stuff, and a great track. And um, 
overall good song. So um, now to you, Stephen. Um, I can uh, agree all together with you pretty much. Um, great song all together, I would say. It's what I have written down here, so that's just what I'll say. And the only thing I can add is that I can hardly believe it's the same band as the rest of the album, you know, with the exception of Dreams and Why Can't This Be Love. Those three that I just named off, the, the two and then this Love Walks In, I kind of put in the same category in my mind. And the rest of the album, I kind of push to the side as it's in its own universe out there somewhere, and it just doesn't make any sense, any of it. It doesn't, the rest of the album doesn't tie itself together with this or each other of the songs, really, other than the fact that it sucks. But really, this one, um, like I said, I can't really believe that it's the same band, to be honest. It sounds like something a whole different band would do. Um, and that's, that's just, if, I mean, if it sounds like a, a totally different band on the same album to me, that's just not the way it should be. I can see doing a little bit different genres and all that. You know, like maybe with a, for example, if you did like a rock and blues album or something, you know, that that fits well. But to me, um, trying to go really hard, hard rock, not this song in particular, but the rest, the majority of the album is trying to go hard rock or, or metal, slash metal sort of, and just really... I mean, just doesn't go well with the with this this type of song. It sounds like soft rock. It's it's kind of more, you know, keyboardy. You know, kind of more um, something. It sounds more like something Phil Collins or somebody like that would produce. If you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and the rest of the album does not fit that classification whatsoever. Um. And, you know, with the exception of the other three, uh, with, and really that's, that's all I could say. Uh, they should have they stayed with that, with that production. Honestly, I think it, it would have sounded good now as I think about it if Phil Collins was to come in and produce for him. Um, he could have he made this album sound pretty decent even with the, band's, the bad sound, songwriting. So... Uh, uh, I guess that's about all for me, brother. Uh, great song individually, though. Back okay. to you. All right. And um, then we move to the next track on the album, um, next to the last song on the album, the title track, 5150. Um, I like this track once again. I think it would have been interesting to be an instrumental, but um, it's not, of course. But um, it would have been interesting. I mean, I've heard it said about um, Girl Gone Bad on 1984 that maybe it would have worked better as an instrumental. Maybe this would have as well a cool song. I like the riff to it. And um, the um, theme for this particular track, I, that I, the theme I get is that he's dealing with a crazy girlfriend. But, um, I mean, still the lyrics are kind of questionable. I mean, I kind of don't get the, why it's called 5150. Because 5150 is police jargon for a mentally disturbed person, so I really don't know. Um, the chorus is pretty cool. By far, um, best solo on the album to me. 
and um good stuff and i love the entrance back into the song i think that's after the guitar solo i think that's pretty cool but um, that's all i have and now to you steven well you know all i've got written down on my notes here is that this is word for word what i have this is not great at all slash completely sucked but i I, you know i have a little bit more because something you said kind of kind of sparked something the the very title of this song you know it said it says something about this album and this particular song because you know like you said this this album was going to be called or they were going to do something named 5150 because of the studio and just because of whatever reason because they wanted to use that name is that correct and what uh, i understand that's what i and so really it seems like they just ha- they wanted to use that name, so they just stuck it on the whatever next work they were going to do. And this song in particular feels like the same way. It's like they didn't, they just, they were running out of song ideas. And uh, towards the end of the album, and these last two, especially this next one after this, was definitely like this. But, this, I mean, this one... Uh, it seemed like they, they, they ran out of song ideas and they just said, well, you know what? The album name is 5150. Let's just name one 5150 and let's just pick a pick a random rhythm and let's just make it. Let's just try to write something simple and just try to get it over with. It's, it's, it's what it seems like they tried to do. Like It seemed kind of like a desperate attempt to me to just try to finish the album. Um, really sucked. That's about all I can say. I mean, the guitar throughout this whole album was not really that good. Too many dive bombs. Um, you know, I just don't like it, to tell you the truth. This one in particular. But to you. All right. And, um, yeah, I can't remember if I said it at the beginning, but 5150, like I just said, is um, police California police jargon for a mentally disturbed person. And also the name of... Eddie Van Halen's studio. I can't remember if I said that at the beginning or not. If I did, you've already heard it. So there you go. But um, then we move to the final track on the album, Inside. Um, stupid song, terrible, pointless. What were they thinking at all? Trying to be some edgy techno heavy metal track with some funky rhythm to it. What? I'm just, I put what with plenty of, question marks this should have been called 5150 because it's totally crazy and absurd um sammy stretches his vocals way too friggin' far on this particular track i put what once again down with many ex many question marks weird track too long i put why with many question marks and um, i hate this track worst song on the album by far it tries to be edgy, but, I mean, doesn't reach those heights at all. Stupid lyrics and chorus is terrible, bad solo, and this whole song is just crazy and stupid. So, um, terrible way to end this album off. So, um, now to you, Stephen. I, I got a feeling I know what this is going to be. <laughs> well, the only thing that I disagree with you, anything what you just said that I disagree with is that I think this is a great way to end off this album because it pretty much sums it all up, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, yep. But 
I mean, because it's just a, it's music all the way through, pretty much. And this this song really isn't even a song, in my opinion. Uh, it's just kind of random crap put together. It, it seems like somebody just came up with some random groove, and then just they just went with it and just came up with a bunch of stupid crap to say and just round with up stuff like it sounds like something you would do when you was high or something to be honest like i i don't know just absolutely this absolute stupidity um <laughs> uh, i mean just i don't know i just don't understand why you would put that on an album it's just on on a music album to put something like that on it even with an album like this without the songs not fitting anyway this definitely doesn't fit with any, i mean not only does not fit with this it 